It was more because I was looking at sort of like the quality of living and the standard of living in those countries. Because um, I've always sort of known that once I get into uni, I would like to stay in a different country perhaps for the rest of my life. So I was really just looking at that, like what places would be the best suited for me and which areas would be the best to actually start a life there too. First off, good evening to our listeners from Springfield and maybe from outside of Springfield. And welcome to Sprint Talks. Today we have a special podcast with Springfield alumni. So let's get right into it. First of all, how are you doing right now in times of pandemic? Hi, um, yeah. In terms of the pandemic in Melbourne, it's almost completely normal right now. So we're able to just go everywhere without masks. We can meet up with whoever we want to. So it's been pretty all right here so far. So you would say that the situation there is much better than here now, well, in Jakarta now, right? Yeah, I would say that because we were basically living almost as normal, which is quite interesting and refreshing after our two years. Um, but how old are you, by the way? How old am I? Uh, do you want to just introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, my name is Jennifer, and I... I was part of the class of 2018. Um, that means I've graduated for like almost four years now. But yeah, um, I did a Bachelor of Arts in Melbourne Uni. Um, I was doing economics and politics as my majors, and now I'm going into a Master of Social Work at RMIT. Um, okay, um, I think that's uh, very good. Uh, since you're class of 2018, you've already graduated for a long time now. And I guess that you've experienced university for quite a while already, I think, right? Um, perhaps, why did you choose your major? Uh, yeah, so I chose econs and politics, first of all, because I really enjoy those subjects. Um, I did A-level economics um, in my time in Springfield, and I felt like it was really something that I was passionate about to see, you know, just how people and different organizations and countries would react to certain problems and policy making. Um, politics, I've always enjoyed reading the news and keeping updated with what's going on in the world. It's always um, interesting, especially right now with COVID and Ukraine and all that. There's always just something to discover. Did you like join the debate cough while you're in Springfield? Uh, but when I was in Springfield, we didn't have a debate club. We did, there were moments when we went to like debate competitions or had like mock trials and English classes and all, but that was the extent of it. We did not have a debate club. So you, you enjoyed the like the trials, the mock trials? I did, I would say I really did. <laughs> and so you would say you quite enjoy doing the major you do now, right? So with that, what do you really, what career do you really plan to pursue, uh, pursue in the future after graduating? Right. Um, I think right now, because I'm going into the social work field, I might want to pursue that in terms of like just being out in the community, 
reaching out in terms of mental health as well as just being a part of the justice system in terms of like um, counseling or even working with people who are in prisons and all that in Australia. Um, in the long run, I would want to do something related to policy making as well. So foreign affairs, um, human rights, that would be something I'm interested in. So you want to work like in the United Nations, the United Nations? <laughs> well, maybe. I think that's like, yeah, something along those lines. I think it's what I would really love to do. Yeah, and you said that you did your, you're doing your university right now in Melbourne, uni, right? Um, I graduated already from oh, my bachelor's degree, so I'm doing a master of social work at RMIT now. Oh, I see. So, and they're both in Australia, RMIT and Melbourne uh, Uni. Um, why did you pick Australia initially? Uh, yeah, it was a choice between Canada and Australia. And at first, my parents were like, yeah, definitely go with Australia because it's a lot closer. Um, but I think I really chose Melbourne because I researched the city and I was like, this seems like a really interesting place to live. It's so culturally diverse. Um, it's an education state. So you are surrounded with so many students. And you get to meet people from almost every single country. And like when I was doing my research and finding out about all that, I was like, yeah, this seems like a good place to be in. And yeah, it's been true. Like I've been enjoying living and just loving my whole experience in Melbourne so far. Okay, thank you. And you say that you really enjoy doing what you do now. You enjoy doing it in Australia. And when, why were you in Australia? And your two choices was Australia and Canada. Was it because it was Commonwealth perhaps, or was there another reason? Um, it was more because I was looking at sort of like the quality of living and the standard of living in those countries. Because um, I've always sort of known that once I get into uni, I would like to stay in a different country perhaps for the rest of my life. So I was really just looking at that like what places would be the best suited for me and which areas would be the best to actually start a life there too. So you plan to to stay in Melbourne for the rest of your life? Like you're planning to move back to Jakarta or something? Uh, yeah, if possible, I would like to stay in Melbourne for the rest of my life. Um, obviously, that depends on the visa situation and everything because Australia's um, whole visa po policy is actually quite strict. Yeah, I heard that the visa policy in Australia is also quite strict. So it's also quite yeah. difficult for us, uh, for you to, well, do a lot of stuff with that uh, and deal with visas, right? So yeah. with that, uh, I would like to go back to the school. Well, when you were uh, doing, well, technically when you're doing your social work now, right? Um, did you, I, I, I reckon that everyone encounters stressful times. So I would say in your field, how often do you really encounter stressful well, times. Um, is this in terms of like during the process of studying or is it more of outside? Um, it could, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just coming into it with the expectation that it's not going to be smooth sailing the whole way. Just like, obviously, if we're talking about transitioning from high school to university, there are so many different factors that go into it. You're like in a completely different country alone. You may be homesick, you are trying out so many different things. And on top of that, you have uni. So the workload can be quite stressful. And I think a lot of people end up putting too much pressure on themselves to be like, oh, I need to get this solved 
right now. Like I need to get good grades. I need to be able to cook for myself, um, just do well in life and in everything in general. But I think, you know, managing that stress is really about managing your expectations. You can't come into it thinking you'll do everything well all the time. You just have to slowly ease your way into it. If like, let's say um, your workload is getting too much, you can ask for help. You can try to manage your time better, but know that it's going to take a process and just being kinder to yourself during that process to be like, yeah, it's fine. Progress is good. And that's what matters. So yeah, as you said, some part always quite stressful and it's only the way you manage it, right? How you manage stress to get through it. So for you personally, what, um, how do you usually push through uh, that stress? What motivates you to keep going and those some of stress? Yeah, um, I think I, I'm just really passionate about the things that I study or the things that I'm doing and the things that I know I want to do. Um, let's say like going into social work or even politics, I've always kept the end goal in mind where I'm like, I want to use this to help people in certain ways, in certain ways. And I think just keeping my mindset on that, I'm like, okay, it's worth it to go through challenging times now because I know that at the end of it, I want to be capable of reaching out to the community in certain ways. Like, yeah, just keeping that perspective on things. And, you know, in terms of like workload, readings, lectures and all that, um, I think just putting a different viewpoint on it because um, I really enjoy learning. So when I'm going through readings and it's starting to feel boring, I'm like, wait, I actually do like learning about these things. Why am I not getting it in the way I should? And yeah, just thinking of it in that way, like everything's interesting if you can make it sound interesting to yourself. I see. So as you say, it's probably your passion overall that really helps you mo uh, and motivates you to go through all those types of stress because you can, you still enjoy what you do now, right? Yeah. And as you say that, did your school, well, your university help you learn your passion more deeply or does how they support you uh, and, well, to go towards your passion and, well, yeah, delve more, deep, uh, delve more deeply into your field? Yeah, um, I think... So far, it's been differing experiences. I will, I'll be honest, Melbourne Uni is more theoretical based and sometimes you don't really have access to the right services. Like if you wanna ask questions as a student, for example, it can take hours for their system to allow you to make an appointment, which is a bit unfortunate. But I think right now in my experience at RMIT University, um, the tutors are so nice and they are so experienced within their fields. So whenever you have a problem and you come up to them, they'll be able to help you out with it and they'll just give you a new perspective on things. So I think it's really just finding those people who can actually help you out, whether it's in the institution or outside. It's really just, yeah, knowing where your support system lies in that sense. I see, okay. And okay, with that, I think there's a really big question. Um, why did you pick Melbourne Uni and RMIT uh, compared to all the other universities in Australia? I picked Melbourne Uni because, well, obviously the rankings played a part in it. Uh, I think it always seems very attractive to students when they're like, oh yeah, this uni is ranked well globally as well as in Australia. Um, I was also looking at the course structure which you can see on their websites and everything. And that just gives you details about how they actually run their classes and all that. Um, 
yeah, I ended up choosing to move to RMIT though because I realized that Melbourne Uni is again more focused on theory instead of practicing some of the things that you would need for the field. Um, so RMIT is, it's not ranked as high. It doesn't sound as prestigious, but they are so focused on getting industry knowledge and getting yourself out there in the field, which is really important to like actually gain the skills you need to work afterwards. So I think just having that mindset of like, yeah, I want to use this to work. Um, and that's where RMIT suits me better. Oh, I see. And would you say you prefer RMIT then compared to Melbourne Uni? Yeah, I would say so far I do. I think it's different for everyone, but for myself, RMIT is a better fit. Oh, and isn't RMIT more famous for their technology? Uh, yeah, technology? yeah, it is. Um, social work is actually not that famous in this uni, but then again, social work is not really a famous subject anywhere. Um, but I think it's really, it ends up being a personal choice because again, what I did was I looked at the course structure. I also emailed the course coordinator to ask them like, how are you guys running these classes? Like, what are you going to provide for us to actually help us be able to go out there in the real world and use our skills? And yeah, the choices of placements, for example, that RMIT provides is very diverse and their classes are filled with like role play, group discussions, workshops. So I think just knowing what the course provides is important for me as well. I see. And with your major and what you've learned so far, uh, when you're already starting to work in future, how do you plan to make an impact? Or do you plan to make an impact in a, in a way? Yeah, I think, yes, I definitely plan to make an impact, hopefully. Um, in terms of what I would do after work, um, after uni, sorry, I would like to make an impact in terms of social work. So it would, most of the time, it would end up being between you and a person who is struggling with a lot of things. Um, that's what we do in the social work industry, where we may be involved in like counseling someone who's going through a lot of stress, a lot of trauma. So I think just, yeah, I would say I am really focused on making an impact in that way where I can actually encourage an individual and work with them to help them get better in all aspects of their lives. Oh, I see, okay. And well, uh, at this point on, you graduated from the uh, Melbourne Uni and now in RMIT. And I would say if we backtrack a few years before that, how well did you do in well Springfield and the way you got into that school? Yeah, um, well, I might be biased, but I feel like I did okay in Springfield. Like it's I did pretty good in terms of grades and everything. I was I really enjoyed being involved in so many things. Like I went all in with drama productions and just helping out with like graduation and all that. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed being involved and I think it actually helped build up a lot of my skills. So yeah, that was great. It actually did help me in uni where it's like in university, everyone is talented in different ways. And the only way for you to, you know, stand out or actually like get some level of 
recognition in terms of better grades or excelling better and all that is really to take the initiative and be like, okay, I want to do this well. And just stepping out there and maybe even asking people like, how can I help in these areas? Can I, can I ask you like, does Springfield help you or like hook onto uh, Melbourne University? Like, did they help you choose your university at all? What was that? Like, could you repeat that? Like, you know how Springfield, I don't know about back then, but now they, they help students choose their university. So they have like, like programs to that, that the students can join. Yeah, um, I think back then it was mostly we had one counselor and then we had a class. I forgot what it was called, but it was basically um, all about unis and all that. I think, yeah, it was quite helpful because they get the counselor just gave an insight on like, these are the documents you need to get into uni. These are the grades you need. And it's a lot of the stuff that you wouldn't think about, like student visas and all that that they can just help you out with. So yeah, it was really useful in that sense. I see. So would you say that extracurriculars is good for people coming to uni and students going coming to uni? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like extracurriculars are a way for you to gain the skills that normal people wouldn't have as much. Um, like for example, this isn't necessarily an extracurricular curricular, but um, just being involved in drama so much, I felt like that really built up my organizational skills as well as my ability to work with people and, you know, just stay organized in terms of like having projects and all that, that actually became an important skill when you're in uni because you're mostly independent. Nobody's just breathing down your neck saying you have to finish this assignment at this time. You got to plan it all out yourself. So yeah, even skills that are so small, like just being able to organize yourself better, you can actually improve in joining clubs and all that. Um, with that, what extracurriculars are you joined other than, well, drama? I'll be honest, I can't fully remember. I just know that I was involved in like different things. Um, at some point, book club, and I remember, I forgot the name of it, but there was this community outreach club where we um, were teaching Bahasa, not Bahasa, we were teaching English and maths to, to children and like more marginalized communities in the streets and all that. That was actually really great because it just taught me a lot more about how to relate to people who may come from a less fortunate background. And it actually like, built up my decision to go into a role like social work where I am actually reaching out to communities as a career in a sense. So yeah, I think like clubs are so great with finding out your actual passions in a way that's not academic. Um, wait, you, you take economics and politics right, right now? I, that was my bachelor's, so like last year and Oh, so back in Springfield, like what did you, did you know you want to be a social worker? So you took uh, economics too? No, I didn't know that. Um, social work is a bit of a shift. I didn't know that I was going into economics and politics because I enjoyed like human rights as well as foreign affairs. So I think like on some level, it just keeps building up where it's like, yeah, my pathway just became clearer throughout uni and high school. Okay. 
So like, uh, what what subjects did you take in back in Springfield? Um, in A levels, I took pure maths, um, biology, economics, and English. Was wait, I'm considering taking biology. Was it was it like hard? It was hard, but <laughs> it depends. If you're interested in it, I think it's good as well. Because yeah, it really depends. Like if you want to go into subjects that are more sciencey, you would probably need biology. Not just to meet like the minimum requirements, but also to like build up your knowledge so it's not too much of a jump when you get into uni. Would you say that the subjects you took um, back in Springfield helped you uh, to the point that you are now? Um, I think English helped in terms of like being able to analyze problems well, because I have to do that almost constantly in all of my essays and exams throughout uni. Um, economics helped because obviously I took economics as my major, so the content really just flowed into one another. Um, maths, uh, I would say it helped a bit. I, I don't like maths in general, so I don't want to say it helped, but it did help like in terms of statistics and all that because I was still doing that in economics as my uni degree. Um, biology, not as much, but that's because I'm not taking anything related to science. I see, okay. And sorry, if we go back to the extracurricular stuff we had before, um, as in, well, uni or school, did you ever join any internships or anything like that? I did do an internship right after I graduated because at that period of time, I think I had around like five months of not doing anything because the intake at Melbourne Uni started like a semester later. So I interned as an admin assistant at a company. It was called MAP. That's a company. Yep. So I did that. I see. And would you say the internships are useful uh, for university and perhaps after it? Usually it would be more useful to gain work because yeah, like doing admin work, for instance, um, you get to experience what it's like to actually embody the admin role. Like ever since then, I've been in admin jobs throughout my uni degree. Like even right now, I am a part-time admin assistant and it's because like I had that experience as an intern. So I can use that experience to build up my resume as well. Oh, and uh, so how do you balance your school when, this, well, what you said is uh, before? Um, balancing school and part-time work and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's a work in progress. It's really about knowing your limits as well and just being aware of like whether or not your workload is sustainable. Right now, I'm working like 20 hours a week. And on top of that, I have eight-hour classes in total, as well as lectures and readings. And I'm very active um, in like my church and all that. So most of my days are packed. And yeah, at that moment, it's all about checking in on yourself, being like, am I burning out? If I am, I need to take a day off. I need to take a night off. And yeah, just being aware of that, like see whether or not your workload is sustainable in the long run, because you don't want to keep going until the point where you can't do anything and you're just burnt out and you just end up failing or not doing well at work as a result.
I see. So it's more of uh, checking your, on yourself and knowing when, uh, what's your point where you need to break and stuff, right? So you don't burn out. Yeah, as well as managing your time. I think a lot of the times um, when you go into uni, you end up procrastinating on your assignments. Um, just a pro tip, don't do that because it ends up being like you're going to have like a 2000 word essay to do within two days or something. And that's not going to be good for you and it's not going to be good for your grades. So yeah, once you get to a point where you're really busy, just plan out almost your whole semester and be like, okay, if I have an assignment due in three weeks, I should probably start planning it now. Uh, maybe you have any tips on uh, for managing time, especially with your busy schedule? Yeah, I would say like working backwards from projects, um, like what I mentioned, it's like now on, just as a general rule of thumb, what I would do is if I have an essay due in like two weeks time, that's when I start working on it. So the first week I would spend completely doing research and outlining. And then sometimes I would go back and forth with my tutor to ask them if it's okay. And then the second week is just fully writing the draft, revising, editing and all that. And yeah, just like organizing your schedule so you have like enough time to go through all those steps. I see. Okay. And sticking on the giving tips, with your experience, how do you stand out from others? Especially the competition now is quite vast. Yeah, um, I think one of the ways I would stand out is that I like to take the initiative. So if I want to go into something, I actually really go into it. Like I go full on into it. Um, so let's say if I'm going to social work right now, I would just keep asking my tutors and my peers and all that, like, how do I get my foot in the industry? How do I get work experience even before graduating? Like, how do I build up my skills and all that? And actually starting on that earlier does give you the ability to stand out in the industry where it's like, yeah, you have experience, you have all this knowledge, whereas others who may not have wanted to do that from the start may just lack a little bit in terms of that. So yeah, I think just being able to plan ahead and just take the initiative and just decide like, I wanna, I wanna go out there. I wanna do these things now. Oh, I see, okay. And maybe now there's gonna be the students who want to go into the field you are in now. What good experiences do you think they should have or they should start building on? Yeah. Um, I think if you're going into social work or like politics, those kinds of things, definitely start having experiences where it's like community outreach is one great and sort of easy way to get into it. Like you probably have clubs that are um, centered around doing that. You can also like volunteer on a regular basis in different places. Um, I think, yeah, volunteering is actually really great. I found out within my first year of uni that like, for example, in Melbourne, you just had a website where you can volunteer for almost anything. So yeah, just like going through that and having those experiences really gives you a chance to experience what the industry is like, as well as build up your resume. I see. Then also with that, what skill do you think is very important to have for university? Um, flexibility. I think that's very important because... Yeah, like no doubt, 
the shift between high school and uni is going to be quite large. And even if you're going to uni in Indonesia, like it's still a big step. And if you're going to uni outside, you're going to have to learn to live alone. You're going to have to figure out how you can survive as well as on top of all that, just be able to do well in classes. So I think being flexible with the way you tackle uni and all that is going to be very important because yeah there are going to be times when things don't go your way you're going to be like okay how do i handle all of these things that are flying at me and it's really just being aware of like you can't use the same solution for all these problems and just going into it with a different mindset you see okay and Okay, I see. And well, people, I know that a lot of people now in uh, Springfield, especially, they plan on going to Australia for university, especially that it's quite close. Yeah. So do you have any tips for those uh, planning to do that? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, that's going to be exciting. Australia is a great place to be in. Um, like, really, just honestly, it's a great country. Um, the people are great. The culture and the community is incredible as well. I think going into it, just be aware that, um, yeah, things are not the same as back home. Like it's, you get to meet so many people from different countries here. Things are a lot more open-minded and just being aware of that. And, you know, culture shock is a real thing. So just yeah, just be aware that there's going to be some differences with the way you do life here versus back home. Um, in terms of, you know, yeah, just going into a uni degree here, I think it's important to, yeah, start learning life skills from now, learn how to cook. That was really important. I did not know how to cook until I came here. That was a mistake. Please learn how to cook early on. Um, yeah, and just do like all those regular stuff like you got to be able to make friends here. So sometimes you have to be the one to actually go out there and say hi to people. That might seem scary, but it's what you have to do when you're in a completely different place and you have no friends. And maybe that if you would compare the community and the schools here in Jakarta and Australia, what would be the most major difference, especially that you talked about culture shock before, how would they... What, what parts can they make better, especially that um, maybe it's going to be closer to home? Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest differences would be, yeah, just the fact that there are so many people from different cultures. So the things that might be okay for you might be slightly offensive to other people. So just be aware of that and like, yeah, in your conversations and all that, um, just be mindful of, the different cultures and the different backgrounds that people have. But I think that's great in the long run where you get to actually learn about so many different people and so many different countries just by being in Australia in one place. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, if you were in Indonesia right now in a school in Indonesia and you wanna try to improve it and then certain ways to make it less of a transition, I would say just, have a more open-minded environment where you get to talk more and just share more about your experiences. Because Australia is very different from Indonesia in that sense, where it's like people are a lot more open to listening to different opinions, 
listening to different viewpoints and all that. And that might be a bit scary when you first come here. Okay, then I think you've given lots of tips, lots of important messages, a lot of important, well, overall experiences that you've uh, told us and everything that you've experienced so far. I think that's, that's a lot. I think that's already enough. Uh, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for giving us time to do this podcast. And I think with that, uh, it's been me, Sean, and Jordan, and, and we'd like to end the podcast here. Thank you. Thank you.